somebody give it up unto this God, this great God. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Odofu ni mo brohufu, aye yinka. Odofu ni mo brohufu, aye yinka wo.
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom afternoon, people of God. Shalom afternoon, church. Hallelujah. Please, I believe everybody is doing well. Glory, glory to Jesus. Wow. I thank God for your lives by the special grace of God, myself and my family. We are all doing well too. God bless you. Mrs. Apple, God bless you. God bless you, my son, the Royal Dake Prince. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor George Imprim. The Lord bless you, Sami Afari, Sami Enchi. God bless you guys. May the Lord increase his oil upon you. In Jesus' name, Kwame Edinkra, God bless you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, amen. My very own sister Consuela, may the Lord increase you and grant you divine grace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, amen. And God bless all of us here. May the grace of the Lord increase on our lives. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. We have some amazing testimonies in the house and people of God. The God of lunch prayer fire is at work. I'm telling you. There's so much glory that he is manifesting here that the, our understanding cannot fathom. Amazing. 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 Hallelujah. One of our dear sisters in the United States of America has been battling with a certain court case, I think for the past two or three years or so. And the case was so scary to a point that based on what would have happened to her after the case, you know, has been settled, her license that she's using at her workplace was going to be seized by the government of the United States of America. That's the first thing. The second thing is that her citizenship was going to be revoked. That means she is going to be deported. And the third thing was that she was supposed to pay a fine of 100,000 US dollars. Hey! hundred thousand us dollars so i think for the past um two to three months i've been praying with her and i've been helping her with some things yesterday in the morning she sent me a, a text message that she's going to the court in two hours time so i should help her in prayer immediately god lifted my spirit to the court's room <laughs> my god and in fact when i got there i saw an angel of the lord already seated in the judgment seat i'm talking about the seat that the judge is supposed to sit on an angel was there smiling and i told her she shouldn't worry god has gone ahead of her and she will return with victory even through the blood of Jesus. In fact, 
when she went to the court, her lawyer called her and said, he's been trying to reach her, but um, he's not getting in touch with her. So what has now come out is that according to what the judge declared, there's... <laughs> My God. There's no way our dear sister's license is going to be revoked as in they will not put any embargo on it it has been cancelled and second secondly what happened was that they will no longer revoke her citizenship that means she will be a citizen of the u.s still and she will also have her license to work in that sector and the third part of it that really sh shocked me was that the hundred thousand US dollars that she was supposed to pay as a fine they reduced it to 199 approximately 200 dollars <laughs> she, she opened her mouth and was like what he said yes and she said I have the money I want to listen no we are giving you two weeks. Go home and gather the money. <laughs> she should go home and gather $200. What? In fact, when she sent me the voice note, she was just in tears. She didn't know what to do. Said, God bless you, man of God. Said, God bless your family. God bless you for choosing ministry. In fact, that statement the lady made has gingered me for ministry the more. There is a prophet in me that is yet to prophesy. <laughs> Komala Atuvahasa. What are you talking about? And the last part that I love is that man of God, she said, man of God, I've been listening to your messages, but I was not part of the live meetings. But the more I kept listening to your messages, something shook me. And my life has turned around. My character is in check. And when I started joining your live meetings, my God, man of God, I can boldly tell you that... I have, I have an understanding of God and His Word. Ah. Testimony that even when Jesus hears it, he will, he will just... Even Jesus, even Jesus. That... By the word of God, man of God, I'm so, my character is better. I can now focus on God. All those things I used to do. And you, and you, is it not the same thing that a sinner will repent and all angels will rejoice? Is it not the same thing? Ah. Put your hands together for Jesus wherever you are. Put your hands together for Jesus.
hundred dollars. This can only be God. This can only be God. She said, I just I just can't understand. Man of God, please, am I dreaming? I said, No. <laughs> you are not dreaming. That is God. Hallelujah. We give God praise for the life of our dear sister. That's an amazing work of God. And we thank God for, for that. Hallelujah. And there is another testimony that came in just this morning. There was a certain sister of us here that through the word of prophecy, God located her and told her that somebody wants to finish her entire family. I know some of you remember when God even spoke about one of her brothers called Bernard Nyako that they killed. I know you remember that one. Good. And in fact, the angel was so angry that I picked a direction for her to go and take banana. I think she got the banana, but I was quite busy. So I couldn't get in touch. So even yesterday, I prayed over her banana for her. I, I, I know you remember that one, even just yesterday. If you don't remember that one too, you need to take you back to kindergarten. Why should you forget things early like that? <laughs> so she got the banana and placed them in the middle of the road. She said she got this morning, she went to check, and the banana was nowhere to be found. Now, take note. <laughs> the plot of the enemy was to kill the people one by one, one by one. They killed Bernard Nyako. And the next person that they went to kill was her sister before herself. Now, when she placed the banana on the, on the road yesterday, this morning, she said, when she checked and the banana was not there, she said, hey, what is happening? So she went back. And this morning, when her sister was going out of the house to her workplace, she didn't know that armed robbers were standing in front of the gate, just right in front of the gate. So the moment the sister opened the door, they, they brought out machete. Bring out your phone. Something came upon the sister. She quickly entered the house and locked the door. And the people were trying to break the door open. So she started shouting. And this lady and the other sibling came to lock the door. And they were, always, they were standing at the back of the door trying to prevent these robbers from breaking through. And the people could not open and they left. Just look at this. And the moment she told me, the Lord said, somebody's life has been replaced with her sister's life. And it won't be long, she will hear. <laughs> so that banana that was taken, in fact, can I say what happened? A madman took it. A 
then at exactly 9.13 a.m. this morning, the madman is dead. that her sister would have lost her life just this morning. You see, we hear some of these things and we just don't understand. I told you this, this year, some of the testimonies that will come in, even you, you will not believe. Maybe some of us would have to hide and fight our unbelief before we come and share it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I know you are next in line for a testimony. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. There is somebody without a womb. When you were young, when you, knew you were in your teens, around 16, 17, and I say it, you did a whole lot of things. You kept taking in a whole lot of pills just to prevent yourself from getting pregnant. And this thing has affected your womb. But one way or the other, you got pregnant at a certain point when you were 19 years old and you wanted to abort. This thing destroyed your womb. I don't want to mention anybody's name. Now you have been married for one year, six months, no child. You know your womb is gone, but you did not tell your husband. I want to pray for you. The Holy Ghost just spoke to me. He has shown you mercy. Congratulations. You are pregnant. Please. If you are the one, don't review yourself. Wait till you bring forth the child. That's a boy. And he's a prophet. When that child comes forth, come and testify. So I won't mention any name. We need that testimony. For others to know that God is working. It is done. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, people of God, before we fire prayer, there are a few things I want all of us to understand before we pray. Amen. Now take note of this. 
where God has ordained you to be is not where you are now. Are you following? Where God has ordained you to be in destiny, that is not where you are now. In fact, this is the main purpose for the prophetic anointing. Because one of the things that the prophetic anointing does is that it pushes men from where they are to where they are supposed to be. And if there is anything in their past that is trying to keep them at where they are in that struggling, what happens is that the prophetic unction can go back to the past of the person and realign things and push the person to where he's supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying this so that you can go and worship prophets. No. I'm letting you know the, the components of the prophetic unction. That is the reason why when you know you have been delayed in life for a long time, all you need is to come in contact with a genuine prophetic unction. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It will break that delay and push you to where you are supposed to be. There is speed in that grace. I'm telling you. That is the anatomical structure of the prophetic anointing. Hallelujah. There is a woman. This is a testimony from one of my mentors that my sister called me to tell me. A woman has been married for nine years, no child. Nine years, no child. And she went to the church of that man of God, that mentor of mine. And when the woman went there, they have a certain place where those who would want to come and stay and pray, like rooms that they stay there is a place where they go and fetch tap water. The woman got to the church premise and went straight to that tap water and got some in a bottle and went to the house. And she kept on drinking that water. And within a month, she conceived. Nine years. Now, when the woman was giving birth, <laughs> she gave birth to five children at a goal. Five. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Five. Normal tap water. The man of God was not away. The man of God did not lay hands on. No, tap water that they fetch to battle. Five quintuplets at a go. Bah! Somebody shout, bah! Yeah. And in fact, the beautiful part I love about this whole story is that the woman
woman's husband is not really financially sound and the woman as well but the man of God said I'm getting a house I'm buying a house for you and your husband I'm giving a job to your husband I'm going to pay him every month 5,000 Ghana cities and you the woman I'm taking care of you and the five children till they complete university no what no Jesus what kind of ah, when I heard that I said God make me like that make me we are not only praying for people to conceive and give birth we will still take care of their babies and themselves in fact they could not carry all the children because the woman had just given birth i think about two days and she was selling the testimony she was, she was at the hospital when she made a video and they sent so everybody was watching it on the giant screen come and see people were in tears that is why if you are here i want you to keep me in prayer keep my family in prayer keep this ministry in prayer that god will increase that grace and anointing to deliver men from the hands of the enemy i'm telling you people are suffering now aside the prayer for the anointing to increase also pray for me to get more money are you listening to me very very important more money like that some of you here can tell me school fees more could invest in we then efficiency then you have received knowledge to come and support god's kingdom some of you don't like these things you see we have a lot of people we are taking care of but the thing is when the money is increased we recruit a whole lot of people into that assignment and all these people after receiving the knowledge and walking in the fear of the Lord wow when we get money and we start supporting people from this place and they enter into and, and they study procurement and all those kind of things and they end up in some bigger places and you your daughter is going to look for a job Will they sleep with your daughter before they give the job to your daughter? Because they have been brought up on an altar that speaks about the fear of God. You. So you see. When we tell people to give in church, I feel no better than logical calculations. 
you see the matter? That is why I, you see, we are not forcing anybody to give. That's why this year, this year, we don't have to be in the first cabinet, but we have to be in the first cabinet. But we have to be in the first cabinet. We have to be in the government. <clears throat> Hallelujah. When you tell people to give in church, they don't want to give. So listen, this year, nobody will force you. Have revelation. Get understanding into the word of God. 15 ways to receive God's blessings. And Masa, Masa. Are you listening to me? We are not coming to say that gives bountifully will, will, will reap bountifully. Don't you know this one? Where we are going, if you still lack some of this knowledge and understanding, now the only microphone I'm not here, I saw phone on Mujiji Jiska. Bye bye. We don't have time for nonsense. So if you don't understand, man of God, the way you are talking there, please, it's quite harsh. Mm. Star one two four hash. Amen. Who told Solomon to go and sacrifice ten thousands of oxen, sheep, goat to God? Who told Solomon to do that? He did that by understanding. And the Bible said that very night God appeared to him in a dream and said, Solomon. Tell me what you want me to do for you, and I'll do it. Tell me, Solo, tell me. Solo, talk to me. What do you want me to do for you? Mama Sophia, I just say, Mama Sophia, Bassa, Tan, 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 if you think ministry is easy, you go to classroom, hmm, start ministry, and see. Let me let me drop. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we have many believers here. Too weak. Too weak. Something small, then you let the enemy deceive you. Too weak. Why? You don't have time. You can't spend time with the Holy Ghost. I do call so you have on Sunday to have a watch. Are you Bobo Kala? Some of you. I'm very, I'm very serious this year. If the pastor does not organize bars to come and pick you from your hostel, from your house, you will not go to church. If the pastor has money to buy that bars and he does that, beautiful. 
We all, when we get money, we will do that. But we are not doing that as a motivation. What is wrong with you? Do you need motivation to serve the Lord? Where did, where did you learn that thing from? You need motivation to serve the Lord. You are not serious. That is the reason I, I keep telling people, pastors will even quit Christianity. Pastors! Many people cannot stand for the Lord. We are not serious. Maybe you thought this platform was one of the normal report being the grow Yo, no Masa. I have an account to give to Yahweh. I can't come and misbehave around. These, these numbers that you are seeing here, they are souls, souls, souls. Huh? We are 271 here, 273 Souls! These are souls that Jesus came to die for. And you want to deceive these souls. Now we are going to change Jesus. Are you serious? That is why here, when I tell you the gospel truth and you don't take it, Jesus now nah, he knows I've done my part. I'm telling you. on all of us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus okay where we have gotten to in this life you have to be very serious with God I'm telling you be very serious we don't use God to get a job we don't use God to get marriage then we go we go away are you listening to me That's why they come to church. Man, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going 
to obeji obeji anointing oil e dey come business na yi we are okoja pain no beti pain pain we say all fornicating o e woni la so you see people of, you see god is a merciful god i'm telling you some of us we are not we ain't, that's why we are not god oh kaye pa ni ya me pa with you subeya ki ashi obi ashi e hokura fra ni wiase na ye empty i'm telling you because people will fool in their lives knowing very well that what they are doing is wrong and they make up on no yewua they will come back to god and definitely definitely the merciful father will open his arms and receive the person now you see the reception you get a beautiful reception in the presence of god that is what his mercies stand for but you will never see fulfillment in your destiny because your destiny is for you to fulfill hallelujah Now let me say one or two things before we fire prayer. Hear me. That many of you here according to the plan of God for your lives. You are supposed to end up in the mountain of religion and become maybe a, a, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, pastor or teacher. That is the call that God has on your life. Now listen to me. There is the reason why sometimes from your infancy you receive words of prophecy. You will be a prophet. You will be an apostle. You will be this. You will be this. God has already called you. The place where you were called was the very place where you were ordained. So Jeremiah 1 verse 5 and 6. God appeared to Jeremiah and he said to Jeremiah Before you were even formed in your mother's womb I knew thee and I ordained thee as a prophet So ordination is of the Lord men don't ordain men will just usher you into your ordination Because ordination is a courtroom thing So wherever God called you and whatever he has called you to do He did not call you into his house or into maybe God was in the room and he called you no he called you in a courtroom so the matter is a legal matter Are you listening to me you received your commissioning as a prophet as an apostle but the thing is you have not been born by your mother and you need to grow yourself into your ordination that is where the problem is because many people don't end up in their calling many people don't end up in their ordination why because once they are growing up they create their own life and they decide to do what pleases their own soul and their own hearts and they move very far away from what god has ordained them to become 
that is why I keep telling you. You see, there are certain people that have been that have been ordained by God into the healing sector. Healing. There are those that can be healing evangelists, and there are those that can be medical doctors. They are all in the healing sector. Are you following? But they are not serving this destiny in the same pathway. One is doing his on crusade grounds. The other is doing his in consulting rooms. But when God stands in the realms of the heavenlies, in the courtroom where their ordinations were made, God sees all of them to be fulfilling the same destiny, the same assignment, which is healing. So now, if that person becomes a medical doctor, it is not a career he has chosen. It is the pathway of his destiny. It's not a career. You can sit down and choose, I will be a medical doctor. If it is not in line with your ordination, it is just a career. It is not a destiny. So now, the question I want to ask you is this. What you are doing now, is it in line with your calling? How did you choose that medical field you want to be? How? What inspired you to choose? Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So you see, there are those, every field you find yourself, some people are there because of destiny. Others are also there because they chose to be there as a career. So there is a difference between a career and a pathway of destiny. We are all in the hospital working as medical doctors. But mine is as a result of destiny. But yours was just because you were academically sound. And you chose to be a medical doctor. That is why God can enter into a hospital and call a doctor and say, Get out from this place. Go to the crusade grounds and do my work. Was it not the same thing he did to Bishop Dagiwad Mills? Meanwhile, the same God. You see, so the thing is the same healing assignment. But his pathway was on crusade grounds. Not. So you see, the man was actually picking a certain signal of healing in his destiny. But the pathway, the field he was supposed to go, he did not really know. So he chose medical science. Because after all, it is also on the healing parameter. But God said, no. You are supposed to enter the crusade grounds. Now, when you hear of the amazing healings, miracles, signs and wonders in the ministry of Bishop Dagwood Mills, there is no way that medical field could have yielded that magnitude, that weight of healing. Even though he would have healed a lot of people with his hands. (laughs) 
that any time I get the chance to speak to people, me say we go home to say. I'm saved, so whatever now it is for me to just get money, build a house. You see, what that is adding. Why do you live life as if Abrabolon is what we have created for ourselves? And that's the deception out there. Namedi wadu pama on yobe yebiaye wawasem. Who told you that? Who told you? So you decide to choose whatever you go to heaven and cry. I'm telling you, you go to heaven and cry. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. I know some of you, if you had heard this message from the beginning of your life, come on, you're setting mistakes be that. Some of us, we didn't know. We didn't know. I was in level 200 doing medical laboratory science. That was when God opened my eyes to see the reason why I'm doing that course. I said, Jesus Christ. There are some of you listening to me. If you like make up your mind to travel today, it will be easy for you. Meanwhile, that might not be the plan of God for your life. Because that is not the plan of God for his life. Because of certain covenant and certain prayers of tries to be to choir and father. We are not the same. Are you listening to me? Some people have been trying to travel. They have worked everything. It looks like the thing is about to click. All of a sudden, it will disintegrate and they will miss it. Why? Because somebody somewhere like an auntie, like an uncle, like a brother is praying that, Oh Lord, let my brother be in his destiny. Let him fulfill destiny. That prayer is what God capitalized on to disconnect you from that traveling door. Because if you have traveled, you would never fulfill destiny. If you don't have anybody praying for your good in destiny, Anything you choose, you enter into it and it can take your life at any time. Yeah. When the enemy sees that you are trying to choose something that will take you away from destiny, he will not oppose it. Oh, oh, ah. we, need, we need time or day. So he knows that once you are outside destiny, he has, he has placed you on standby. Anytime he wants to attack, he can attack. Because it is your destiny that will give you that kind of edge around your life. There are some people, let them travel to Canada, they will fall sick and die. But when they are in Ghana, 85 million mosquitoes should bite him in a night. I'm talking about female anopheles mosquito. The person will never get malaria. <laughs> Don't you know that sometimes the location of your destiny, when it is intact, your life is even preserved. I'm telling you. People of God, there is a place that God has called us to be. We have all received plenty prophecies. God said, you are going to become this person. You are going to be great. You are going to be this. 
I'm telling you, about 92% of people have received these prophecies and they have failed. If you are looking for the number of people that are fulfilling their destinies exactly as God said it, very few. Less than 7% of all human beings. Why? Because we do not know what was said and what was written concerning our lives. Go and ask Jesus. He said, No, I come in the volumes of the book that is written of me to do thy will, O Lord. We are here not to do what we want, not to choose what we want to choose, but we are here to do the will of the Lord. But the will of the Lord is written in the books. So if you don't know what is written concerning you, you will live any kind of life. So anytime a prophet is prophesying to you, he's actually speaking some writings from the book of your destiny. I remember one time I was in the house, I had an encounter I will never forget. It was around 3 a.m. there. I was just in my in my sofa worshiping the Lord. All of a sudden I had an open vision. My curtain disappeared. And Jesus walked out of it and stood before me. And when he stood before me, there was a book, very big book with plenty pages in his hand. And you see, when you are reading a book and you are not finished, and you are at a certain page and you don't want to forget the page that you are, you see, you can put your finger there. And maybe you are doing whatever you want to do. That was the same posture of Jesus. His finger was in a certain page of the book and he gave it to me. When he opened it, it was page 24. And when I looked at the other pages that are yet to be read, over millions of pages, and he said, this 24 pages is what you have achieved so far in destiny. Then he placed his hand on my head and said, receive strength to do what I've called you to do. Before I could even say amen, he was gone. But when I came to myself, there was this joy that was in me. And there was this hunger for prayer and fasting. That I left the house and I went to stay in the church. For 21 days praying, Kapada, Ikopa. Because I knew that something serious is I've been talking with my life. If I sit in that sofa like that, I will never fulfill anything. I knew I had to build capacity for that which has been set ahead of me. That's what some of you are not doing. That's what some of you are not doing. Where God wants, if God opens your eyes to see what He has set ahead of you, you will know that this your level will never take you there. You need to build capacity. Some of you listening to me, the height God wants to lift you in the realm of influence. If you don't do PhD, you will draft God's plan for your life. Like joke, like joke, the PhD might look like a, an ambition, a goal, or a career. You don't know what you are talking about. It is a push from the Spirit of God. To lift you to a certain height. 
for destiny fulfillment. Now, these are the people that the enemy, when he sees that you need a PhD to stand in the height where you can influence your des- the destinies of people, he will start attacking you in your academics. Then, no, your bachelor's, no, you will get four E's, bam, one semester, four E's. Now, you know that this one, you have to be expelled from the school. But grace will speak. The enemy will attack your academic life to a point where you will say, I think um, once you get the bachelor's degree, say fine, it's okay. I think this place is... The moment that happens, you have cut off higher dimensions of your destiny. And listen, that part that you have cut off, all the glorious things that God would have achieved in his kingdom, with that, you will shift it to another person. So you realize that there was a certain young man who just had diploma. His destiny fulfillment did not really need as much as higher education. But all of a sudden, he will start sensing within himself to further his education. Meanwhile, with the diploma, his CGP was just 1.3 and there was no way he could have gone forward. But all of a sudden, he will start sensing within himself to go forward because you that were supposed to get to the PhD level, you did not do it. And a portion of your destiny has been added to this young man. Now he will make up his mind to go to school and doors will start opening. Doors will start opening. So people will even use 1.2 CGP to do masters and PhD. And you don't understand where things are. You don't get how things are happening like that. Now listen, if you want to get to where God has ordained for you to go to, as a child of God, there are certain areas of your life you need to build heavy capacity. Because if that if the strength of that area is low, you can never get to that height of your ordination. The first part that you need to build capacity is prayer. Prayer. In the book of Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. The verse 37. The Bible said, when he went back, he found his disciples asleep. He said, Simon, are you asleep? He asked Peter, you couldn't stay awake for one hour. You could not stay. You could not watch with me just for an hour. this version the version says and he came back and found them sleeping and he said to peter simon are you asleep have you not don't you have the strength to keep awake and watch jesus christ with me for one hour don't you have the strength to 
keep awake and watch with me for one hour? That means before you the list, the list. Are you listening to me? Let me throw this this bomb. According to Jesus, the list hours that you are supposed to spend in watchful prayer. The list is one hour. The list is one hour. The list, oh, some of you pray for two minutes and you are, you are gone. When it is night time, cry you forget about it. <coughs> night time, what dark you When we read the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible said, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. This is Jesus. And the Bible said, And continued all night in prayer to God. All night prayers. There was no strings, no song. Some of you, when there is, when there is no light that you can play songs from your phone, you cannot pray. You see, we are too weak that every slight thing affects our spiritual life. You don't have capacity. So now, it was in those days that Jesus went to a mountain to pray. And he spent the whole night in prayer to God. He spent the whole night. Have you ever prayed throughout the night before? What did you be you, Man of God, when I do that, I will not be able to go because when I go to work the next day, I will sleep. And yes, I know. Then when you look at my eyes, everybody will say that I did not sleep. Man of God, that is why sometimes I sleep. And um, man of God, I hope you understand me. Understand, talk to God. I'm not the one you are praying to. And God, if I don't sleep throughout the night, then the next morning I will have this headache and I can't do anything. Maybe I need a wood museum or something. Were you able to eat it? Are you serious at all? So if you are able to pray for one hour small, you go and post it. It is good to spend long time in prayer with God. Wana, you are posting it. How weak we have become. You are calling Wana long time, long. What about Jesus? The Bible said he spent the whole night in prayer to God. The destiny that Jesus was fulfilling. So I'm for all night prayers and ya I'm telling you, enyeye. Some of you, the destiny you are carrying, that's that global prophetic unction. What the the nam kone diagram? The nam ho the diagram. God called you and told you you are a global apostle, and you sleep throughout the night as if you are competing with dead people. And you want to wake up from sleep and become a global apostle? Municipal, municipal evangelist, you will not become. 
listening to me? When Jesus said to Peter, you couldn't watch with me even for an hour, he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That means what will hinder, what will fight any spiritual capacity you want to build is your flesh. Because the moment you will sit down, all of a sudden you will start feeling sleepy as if if you don't sleep you will die. And that is when you will start using biology and anatomy and physiology to answer yourself. A man of God, we know according to science that Mm, uh, uh, the body needs to rest for a long time so that it can gather all things you that you have been sleeping mm, for a long time for your body to be healthy when a dead beer dead beer health insurance every day the people who have not been sleeping they are still there strong it will manage all as well listen. What's the purpose of your sleep? You are wasting hours, wasting destiny. You are sleeping to be healthy, you are sick. And we that we are not sleeping, that you say we will fall sick, no, we are strong. And we are even praying for you to be healed. She, she, she. She, she, she. I've never seen anybody. You see, your flesh will fight with you whenever you want to stay all night in prayer. But let me tell you, be disciplined. Are you with me? Be very disciplined. Today, you try, you try. If you are able to hit three hours in the night in prayer and sleep tries to catch up with you, at least you have tried. The next day, increase the time. I'm giving you up to seven days. Your body will be used to. That scientific one in your own account. You see, that one, you don't want to see it. You don't want to say that when you try to do something that is unusual to your body chemistry, your body will start reacting against it. But if you do it anyway, within a week, your body will get used to. I know that some of you, whenever it is 11.59, even if when it is 12, your eyes will open because priesthood time has taught you to pray and has taught your body to be awake, fully awake at 12. You know, at first, you couldn't do that. You know, when I don't joke with my nine sleep, oh, well, it is around 12, one day, that's when I begin to sleep proper, man of God. So let me sleep, let me sleep. <laughs> May God have mercy. Hallelujah. Hear me. If you want to fulfill that demand of God on your life, that destiny, the first thing you should build capacity in is in prayer. Prayer. Now, the prayer we are talking about here is not God. Oh, Jesus, Father, as I pray, you see, you are not serious. 
that some of you don't really know how to pray. But you listen to what Jesus said. I think in Matthew 6, 9 there. He said, when you are praying, pray therefore after this manner. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. What will we do? It was after the kingdom of God and all those will of God and all those things that he said. Give us this day our daily bread. But you, you will start with your daily bread. You will not... You will not <coughs> You will not even hallow the name of our Father in heaven. You will start with your name. The way things are going in life, Lord. If you don't help me, I will help myself, Father. Oh, Father, I'm struggling. Will you leave me like this? Oh, God. May God have... So, before you tell for five minutes, pray and thank God. Ah, they can't. They can't even do that for 30 seconds. But the moment they start praying, Father, I thank you, I give you praise. Any demon tormenting my life, die by fire. Are you thanking God? There be a demon, there be a before. Every day somebody is running after your life. You can't thank God. For 30 seconds. Oh, if you like, let us do it right now. If Obama will be calling in, make us a thank God for the next two minutes. You better. But it died by fire oh, at all, around the 27th second home. That, who, who used to die by Is that Thanksgiving? The Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We give you all the praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. Oh, all the plans of the enemy have failed. In the name of Jesus, oh, we destroy the plots of the enemy. Is that Thanksgiving? Why did grandma say what what you have deviated? Why? Because the enemy is so fast and quick and cunning in bringing your needs, making it look like the first thing you need in this world. That is not true. The man of God, if I don't get the money, how will I take care of my children? That is not the first thing to ask. telling you the thing is you don't love your children more than god i hope you know that one god he loves your children more than the love you have for them just be in alignment with god and have understanding into some things some of you don't you, you don't get that may god have mercy on us all so that prayer we are talking about, pray. That one, crown, we, we, we pray that the will of God will be done. We pray that the will of God, which is God's establishment of his kingdom on earth, should be made manifest through us. Kapata. So you, you, you rise up in the middle of the night and you begin to fire prayer. Kulas, velikata, ikopala atimas, redila kapai, ebola serila, ikelivana atamilo kuwasa. Mighty God, let your will be done. Let your kingdom be established through me. Oh God, ferada salame kapelai, ikona sapala kitabata, ipelevia kati, iyalos merea. Hey, where darkness is, where the devil is ruling, oh Lord, build 
send me there in the name of Jesus. Let the city that has been in darkness see a great light through me. Oh, let the Christ in me manifest. My Lord and my God. This is your prayer. This is your prayer. By the time you realize the same burden that was on Jesus that allowed him to pray for hours throughout the whole night will land on you. And even when you want to stop the prayer, you can't. The reason why you start prayer and within five minutes you are tired is because you are not praying well. You are not praying well. If you are praying in line with the Holy Ghost, that is what the Bible said. Nobody who prays with the Holy Ghost prays amiss. It's not possible. When you are praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the language of the Spirit, you are always on point. You are always in the radar of the Spirit. What the Spirit desires is what you are praying for. And that is why sometimes when you start speaking in tongues, all of a sudden, a certain dimension of bedding will land on you. By the time you realize you're on the floor, you are sweating all over. You know, when you were trying to start the prayer, you didn't want to even pray. Because you were not feeling prayer. I don't feel like praying today. You see that kind of thing? But you decided to throw away your feelings and pray. And five minutes in the prayer, 20 minutes in the prayer, all of a sudden, you that you were praying under a low tone, by the time you realize then you know that something is at work some of you you are praying you are whatsapping once you are praying you hear, then you go and take your phone you to check are you are you praying you are not serious This is why many people cannot build capacity in prayer. I'm telling you. And if you don't do that, there are dimensions of God's plan for your life. You cannot get there. Because the oppositions around those dimensions, if you go there without prayer, you will die. You cannot even step a foot in that realm. I'm telling you. That's why sometimes whenever God wants to launch a man into a new level, which is very great, he will say, my son, where you are about to go is deep. I beg you, hide somewhere and build capacity. Some of you, where God is taking you, you have to work on your character. Your character. When you get angry, you speak anyhow. Meanwhile, you are the same person who wants to get to higher height. And have conversations with national heads with that anger and with that speech you will never get there are you following the next thing you need to also build capacity in 
concerning the destiny God has set ahead of you, apart from prayer, the Bible said in the book of Luke 18 verse 1, For he spake a parable unto them, saying, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. All the time you should be praying. All the time. If you stop praying, you will faint. That word faint means a lifeless body. It means you lose life. So prayer actually is your life as a child of God. The gift of tongues. Now, aside prayer, what you need to build capacity for to fulfill destiny is knowledge. Knowledge. Very, very, very important, people of God. Knowledge. Some of you, you don't you just say you will never read. You will never even Bible, crowd time Bible, and I say we are in your hand. You don't even know where to read. The Bible has become like the whole world in your hands. Now, this thing I'm talking about is quite an issue in, men, in, in our Christendom. We don't learn. We don't study. It's a serious matter. And because we don't study, the slightest thing that a knowledgeable person says, we call it deep. You see that thing? Something slight, small thing that the guy said, say deep. I remember I went to a certain church some time ago and the man of God was saying some some things. There's the normal elementary doctrines of Christ. Simple, simple things. And they now. So hey, they are folded their arms on their chest. And they're like, this man is coming straight from heaven. This is too deep. We can't take it. This is deep. And I was sitting down quietly, turning my necks. Here and what deep thing are they talking about? Is it deeper life pastor that has come here? What deep? <laughs> you see? Anytime you do not know something, definitely it will be deep to you. In fact, there are certain things, when you know them, another man can go into the depth of it. So even that when you say it is deep, it is quite understandable because there are deep things even in God. Are you getting it? There are deep things in God. But the normal things that don't even qualify to be the shallow things in God, you are calling them deep. It, it is a clear sign of your level. Things that do not qualify to be shallow things in God, you are saying deep. Hey! God bless you, my son, Sammy. That in the kingdom of the blind, a one-eyed man is seen as the king. They will all respect you. They will enthrone you. That's the problem. We do not study. We don't know anything. And one of the problems of Christianity is that 
we don't know how to believe right. Are you listening to me? We don't know how to believe in the right way. So somebody will hear something today and believe it. Whenever they hear another person saying something quite different from what they heard and believed yesterday, instead of them to sit down and make research, they will start opposing the new revelation. And that's a serious thing in the Christendom. Nobody wants to learn anything. Don't you know that knowledge is progressive? Even revelation is progressive. I'm telling you. You know, if somebody completed university, maybe the person studied medical laboratory science in the year 1924, or let's say 1966, the certificate that the person has will never be the same as the one who completed just this year. The same program. Why? Because a lot of new things have been inculcated into the syllabus. Some things that the person who studied in 1966 knew they have been replaced. You know, in the times of old, even no longer ago, when you are checking malaria parasites, there was something they use. What? I'm telling you. So some of something when you look at just one drop of blood, the malaria parasites in them alone, over three thousand, will sound three thousand times. Are you are you mad? <laughs> but that's what we used to do. In fact, reading right now, as I'm talking to you, when you go to some local hospitals, they still use that. In the Panovelo, a brand new sober corner, says so. I'm not the Dubu units are counting 15,000 trophozoids. Natural. <clears throat> but now, there is a digital way. The moment you put the, the blood on nothing, quickly it will bring out the number of parasites. In less than a second, you are gone. What brought that knowledge? Knowledge will make your destiny quite easy for you. It will give you an upper hand over a lot of things. Listen to me. Steady. You see, even in God, God approves men when they steady. Hope you all know that Paul was against Christ by killing his disciples, Paulo, but the guy was learned. There was a certain man that Paul was a student of, he was a lecturer, 
in the whole of Israel, in the whole of Judah, there was nobody that was much more learned than the man. Akwana Bini and Paul was his student. So Paul, was, so when God looked at the kind, this guy Paul and the knowledge that the, the Paul had, the only thing Paul needed was a revelation into the, the truth. And the moment God, Jesus brought that light upon the knowledge that Paul already had. No, no the Bible, even Peter said, we all know our brother Paul that the things that sometimes he sees are hard to understand. <laughs> Hard to understand. Very hard to understand. Why? Because where the guy is coming from. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the truth. God is a God of knowledge. He loves knowledgeable people because everything about God is a school we learn. Are you listening to me? The Bible said in the book of First Samuel chapter two, verse three. First Samuel chapter two, verse three. He said, "Talk no more so exceeding proudly." Let no arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him actions are weighed. Do not talk plenty with pride. Do not do that. Don't let arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him actions are weighed. I keep telling people, when you see somebody who talks plenty, they lack knowledge. I'm not talking about information here. I'm talking about knowledge. There is a difference between knowledge and information. Information is when you have just received something about something into your brain. And you just go about to talk about it. Oh, I just, I, know I have this, I have this, I know this, I know this. That is not proper knowledge. Hallelujah. God bless you, bullet man. Peter said, Paul talks about these same things in all his letters, but part of what he says is hard to understand. Part of what Paul is saying is hard. It's hard to understand. Very hard. Why? Because the kind of knowledge that, you see, had it not been Paul, you know, theologians have debated on the one who wrote the book of Hebrews. And in fact, some, some of them, they came to a conclusion that the writer of the book of Hebrews is unknown. But that's not true. If you go back into history, you will know that Paul was the one that scripted the book of Hebrews. And that book was written purposely to the Hebrew people who were so addicted to their own systems of worship 
So Paul was trying to bring the, the, the contrast. He was trying to bring the, the similarities. You see, the typologies of the Lord Jesus Christ and the systems of the Hebrew people. So when you read the book of Hebrews, it looks like the, Paul is trying to bring out the Christ that was hidden in the Old Testament that the Hebrew people could not see. And that's why the Hebrews is one of the books that is very deep. The book of Hebrews, very, very deep. If you want to establish your faith in Christ and understand everything about your faith in Christ from the beginning, go read the whole book of Hebrews. You will get proper understanding. People of God, God has called you into a place where he's raising you as a voice in the media sector and you have no knowledge about communication skills you have no knowledge about these things how then can you end there are you listening to me now some of you god is calling you to the place where you carry a political unction to lead nations and you have not studied anything about politics and you still want to be there may God have mercy on us now listen can you all hear me please great in prophecies you have received certain words that you will become a counselor and you counsel the marriages of people and you still don't know anything about marriage. You have not read any book about marriage. Don't you know that when men want to become medical doctors, they read medical books? Don't you know? Why is it that God has called you to become something and you are not reading, you are not studying according to where he has called you to be and you still want to get there? That's illegal. You will never get there. fulfill there is a body of knowledge you need to know a body of knowledge you need to have that is why we have school of the prophets some of you you will never join when it's time for school of the prophets you'll be walking about with friends when we are teaching people into the prophetic things you don't you, you will not be there and later you want to stand in and manifest God's prophetic grace you will go to Juju. Yes, you are the one who And you still want to manifest the grace. Apostle Joseph Suleiman said, You go to Oracle now. You go to Oracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. From today, be a student of knowledge. 
are you listening to me? Make time for yourself. Does this nonsense thing that they said, if you want to hide something from an African, put it in a book. God punish the devil. God punish the mouth of the person who said that. In fact, when you look into the spiritual world, there is nobody that has... Uh, let me stop. <laughs> nobody carries deeper knowledge about the universe than an African. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not speaking to praise Africa. Never. I'm a universal prophet. I don't like Africans more than anybody. I came to herald God's gospel to the world. Hallelujah. But there is something about Africans that is very beautiful. But all these things in Africa is hidden. Even the land that we chose, even this land alone is blessed. The land alone is so blessed. But the thing is, all the blessings on this land are hidden and you would need a certain light to harness them. I'm telling you, I can't go into details and say, and say certain things. But may the Lord help us. Hallelujah. Knowledge. 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 The Bible said in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10, this was when the Bible said Solomon gathered the judges and all the congregation of Israel and he took them to the high place in Gibeon. And when they went there, they sacrificed unto the Lord. And the word of the Lord said, after that sacrifice, that night, God appeared to Solomon and said, Solomon, tell me, what do you want me to do for you? And Solomon opened his mouth and said to God, He said, I thank you for the mercies that you have given to my father, Solo, my father David, and that you have anointed me to reign in his stead. But now, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? Who? Give me knowledge. So you see, anytime there is greatness ahead of a man, he would need knowledge. Else, he would not fulfill his judgments in greatness. So whenever God speaks of something great ahead of you, my dear, you need to know, sit down and study. 
buy books on finance some of you god is raising you as kingdom financiers you don't know anything about investment you think you'll be there and uh, the money will appear it will not happen some of you god is calling you as kingdom financiers you don't know anything about foreign exchange what is that you don't know you don't know the reason why the dollar is increasing in value and things are becoming tough in Ghana. You can't even explain that economical situation. You can't. Meanwhile, God said he's raising you as a kingdom financier. I know many of us don't understand that. I know. How? How? Why are we in Ghana and dollar is increasing in, 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 in price and we are suffering? Why? You don't get it. <laughs> Why should Russia-Ukraine war affect the dollar rate? Why? You don't understand. But you are kingdom financial. Instead of you to sit down and buy books to study, you don't know. You don't want to do that. May God help us. You are called to be a prophet. How many books have you read about the prophetic? How many have you sat down to study the life of all the prophets in the Bible? Have you? No. But you want to just get out of the blue and start prophesying. You go to Oracle now. You go to Oracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. May God have mercy on us. Oh. May God have mercy on us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The last thing I want to talk about what you need to build capacity in is sacrifice. 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 There are certain things in life if you don't learn to sacrifice them and give them out, you will never see the fulfillment of your destiny. I'm telling you. One of the things you should sacrifice in order to see the manifestation of your destiny is appetite. Appetite. Somebody said, appear titi. <laughs> Amen. That some of you, God is calling you to be prophets. When we come to your house and we see the banku, eh? banku you are eating, you, your own, they, they have not even molded it into bones. So yours, we don't say eat bones. Of, yours, it is flat in, 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 in that container. Say, damn. When we see, we, they don't have any space to pour either okra or soup. So they will get a big container and put the soup in there. And when you finish eating, you drink water and do... And you want to take microphone and start seeing angels. Demons cry, you will not see. Sacrifice your appetite for the manifestation of your destiny. Some of you cannot fast. You cannot fast. Hey! Be careful, oh! No. 
Hallelujah. Learn to sacrifice. The first thing, the second thing, apart from appetite, is money. Money, money. Some of you don't want to hear this, but I'll sound it and sound it again and again. If you can't sacrifice your money for a better destiny, you will be a non-entity. hear me please one man said I will empty my pocket into my head because I know that at that place nobody can take it away from me use your money saw your money on godly altars that can give you strength to fulfill destiny buy books Are you listening to me? Sacrifice your money, your precious gold for destiny. People of God, I know in one way or the other, we fall short in any of these places. We know in your prayer life you are down. In knowledge, you know you are at a loss. There is a deficit in your knowledge capacity. In sacrificing, you know you are down. Some of you can't sacrifice. The, the, the last thing I want to talk about is time. Sacrifice your time for destiny. Watch videos that are in line with your destiny. Watch the, the messages of men of God. Listen to messages of men of God. Some of you can sit down, horror movie, three hours. Whilst you are watching, when you are shaking in the sofa, he Jesus, he Jesus, Jesus. It was three hours of hanging in. Whilst you are watching that movie for three hours, somebody is praying. Kapapia, ikopeleheda, rakate kopemeleke, tika valatia, epante kopele. Meanwhile, you have all been called to be prophets. Now, after three years, the guy that prayed will be manifesting in the dimension of the prophetic, and you, when you close your eyes, you are still seeing zombies. destiny you see it is not fornication that can kill you some of you laziness can deny you from fulfilling this laziness laziness 
Kazi. I'm telling you, we are too lazy. May God have mercy on us. And you see, lazy people, God does not even let another man to counsel them. God will say, if you're a lazy man, go and see an ant. If you're a lazy person here, gather ants in your house. Get kitchens to sit by them. Watch them, sir. <laughs> May the Lord have mercy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That is your first prayer point. Any of these areas that we fall short, may God have mercy on us and cause His grace to help us build capacity in this area. Now, listen. After the prayer, some of you, you are supposed to take a step. Because the prayers will not buy books for you to learn. Are you listening to me? We don't pray to have knowledge. You pray for a touch of the Spirit. Then you take a step. Go to the bookshop. Buy books. Sow seeds on altars. Godly altars. To secure your prophetic destiny. capacity for righteous living. When you cannot pray well. When you sleep too damn eight hours, you are too lazy too. When something is even beside, you want to call somebody to come and pick it for you. You that same person too, you are fornicating. So what should we do to you? What should we do to you? You will let your destiny cry. And those that depend on your destiny, they will be in tears. Some of us, hey, oh man, because you have thrown away what you needed to do to sustain their destinies. Don't you know that your destiny is connected to other destinies? Do you know that if I increase myself in the knowledge of God, and I teach you, you will also increase. Don't you know that? Don't you know you will also increase in the knowledge of God? If I decide that I will not study again, if I decide I will not pray again, it can affect many people's prayer lives and their, their studies. You want to lift up your voice in prayer this afternoon. Just one prayer point. My Lord and my God, as I lift up my voice and clap my hands in prayer, oh, Holy Ghost, build a hunger in me, even to increase my capacity for prayer, my capacity for knowledge, my capacity for sacrifice. Oh, Lord, that appetite in me that is killing my prayer life, I kill that appetite right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God, as I lift up my voice and clap my hands in prayer, oh Holy Ghost, increase my capacity for prayer, increase my capacity for knowledge, increase my capacity for 
for sacrifice in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice and fire prayer now. If there is no noise at your background, you can call in and join us in prayer.
Tonight, swallow your pride. Tonight, come to the school of the spirit. 
Don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life? It's a little here, a little there, and then your day something is happening right now. I'm working you, changing everything. In obedience to Swallow your pride oh, no. tonight. <laughs> come to the school of the spirit. Don't you know? In his hands are the keys to eternal life. It's a little here, a little there. Then your day will dawn. He's changing everything. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, some of you from today, a new presence of the Spirit is coming upon you. The Lord is giving you an appetite for righteousness. You will thirst after righteousness. In the name of Jesus, that weakness is being broken from your life. That fornication is being taken away. That addiction is being broken from your destiny. May the Lord fill you with His fire. May the Lord fill you with this fire. Tonight, swallow your pride. Oh, Holy Ghost. Tonight, come to Stretch the us, oh Lord. Spirit. Increase our capacity Don't you know for the holiness of life. Holy Ghost, thou art it's our helper. Without you, our flesh would destroy us. Oh, Spirit of the living God. Changing everything. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. It's a little Help us, Lord. A little dear. Thank you, and Jesus. Your day will dawn. He's at work in you. Changing everything. In obedience to us. Thank you, oh my Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your voice. Begin with thank God. Begin with thank God for the Spirit. The Bible said, He helps us in our infirmities. In our weaknesses, He's our helper. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And leave I see the presence of the Spirit of God coming upon some people. Somebody, all of a sudden, you feel this heat inside you. All of a sudden, goosebumps will just come over your body. All of a sudden, you will sense the presence of a being at where you are. The hand of the Lord is touching you right now. Thank you. The hand of the Lord is touching you right now. Father, touch your people. Increase their hunger for you. Enough, O Lord, of this coldness. Set the hearts of your people on fire. Shama Babaya. And leave. Shama Babaya. Your spirit till 
we come and ask for forgiveness and go and do the same thing, we know you have the power to take it away from our lives forever. Holy Spirit, let your presence help us, Lord Jesus. Fill this temple with your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. We wait on you. For how long can you pretend? He's the one that when you tell him everything, you will not speak to anybody about it. He has the ability to take that trouble out of your life. Father, as we wait on you, help us. Help us. Help us, dear Holy Spirit. Help us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Hallelujah. Fill this temple with your presence. Amen. God bless you. God bless you and keep all of you strong. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please at exactly 5 p.m. We are going to meet. We are going to pray. And the Lord will speak to us. So please make sure you join us at exactly 5 p.m. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and favor all of you greatly in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you all that the unction of the Most High will increase over your lives. Every miracle that you are believing God for in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May that miracle be released into your hands those believing god for traveling doors by the power of the holy ghost let those doors open in the name of jesus those believing god for marital doors by the power of the holy ghost let those doors open in jesus mighty name you are next in line to testify god bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, at exactly 5 p.m., we are all meeting to fire prayer, and the Lord is going to speak to us, so make sure you join us. Amen. God bless you all, and favor you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Please, by the special grace of God, we'll be going to Accra 
um, on the 28th of this month, even for Eagles Conference. Hallelujah. So if you are in Accra, if you are in and around any place in Accra, you can join us. Hallelujah. You can join us. I think it's going to be on a Saturday, exactly 8.30 a.m. We are still working on the venue. So very soon we will let you know where we are going to have it. But put that date on your calendar. Save the date. It is not wedding, but save the date. Hallelujah. So that when the time comes, you will join us. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, my son said 28th year, it's spiritual. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Please, I'm going to upload the message right after here. So if you want to um, revisit it, you can do so. The Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Get ready for a new dimension of God's grace and power in Jesus' precious mighty name. The Lord bless you all. Please, if you want to support the work of God, kindly wait till Sunday. Sunday is going to be the last day. Hallelujah. So, kindly wait till Sunday, then um, you release your seed. Release your seed with revelation, with understanding. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody push you or force you. Alright. The Lord bless you and grant you divine grace. I know somebody will testify a mind-blowing testimony within the next three hours. And I know you are that person in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen god bless you and favor you all we shall meet at exactly 5 p.m the lord favor you and grant you grace in jesus precious mighty name amen we shall meet shalom bye bye
Radisa ubedia sasa Yehowa dia ni mwenyamu. Oh, why are Radisa? Mo Yesu mo 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 mo. Wacha yadamkwa. Please, um, keep sending in your port points. Keep sending in your point your port points. I beg, so that we can still get our silver badge by next month. So those of you who have not been sending, I beg you kindly do so. God bless you all. Oh, oh, oh. 